welcome to the GSO Connect podcast. It is our 20th episode. That's amazing. We've done this 20 weeks in a row. I feel like that is something we should be proud of and celebrate. Yeah. If I had known, I would have brought some wine to the studio. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Love it. Well, I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And we are here to talk about how our studios are doing, how we're moving forward, and all of that good stuff. So how are you, Robin? I'm okay. I am, um, you know, I I was saying to my family the other day, it's like the first couple weeks of this whole shutdown, we had to figure out how we were going to continue our businesses without being in the studio. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we spent a cup, once we kind of figured that out, then it was like, okay, what are we doing about our recitals? How are we going to deliver on our promise to let our kids perform? Mm-hmm. We figured that out and it's like, okay, what are we doing about summer? Mm-hmm. And then now that we all kind of have a little grip on that, it's like, how are we going to reopen? Right. So it's been literally eight or nine weeks of reinventing the entire way that we've done business yeah, which is constantly, which is exhausting. It is very exhausting, and I know that there are lots of business owners in other industries who are probably doing the same. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like there are some that have just kind of turned off the lights and said, "We'll turn them back on when later." Yeah, and like ah, that seems too scary for us. And 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 I I'm very impressed with how determined dance studio owners are like yeah people are hanging on for dear life here we're some hardcore badass bitches (laughs) i know we are and i'm proud of us and yeah so as exhausted as we are i think because you know we in in our minds maybe we thought well as soon as we get the go-ahead to open up it'll just be business as usual right but it's not it's not it's and that's what I'm as usual. And it might not ever be business as usual. Well, I'm not ready to, to go there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm pushing that thought off. I'm not ready to accept that. Yeah. In fact, this morning I posted on Facebook that I, I'm not, no longer going to participate in the word new normal. And <laughs> um, I'm putting a, a, a memo together now. And I literally wrote, um, please follow these guidelines until we get back to our old normal. Mm. So I'm just not going to buy into the whole, this is it forever. Right. Uh, and maybe it will be, maybe I won't win that battle, but I don't have to just jump in the water and go with that flow right this minute. I, I right. feel like I can put up a little resistance. Yeah, you can, you can resist that for a little while more. <laughs> yeah. And you never know, so much has changed in nine weeks. How much is going to oh change gosh. in nine weeks? Seriously. So we just don't know. Right. I f- I, this may have been you or someone else on the podcast, but I feel like I am, you know, when you're in the ocean and you get hit by a wave that you didn't see coming and you're upside down underwater, you don't know which way is up and which way is sideways. And suddenly you're like trying to find the air again. That's what it feels like because you're constantly... We're just constantly trying to make these huge decisions for our businesses. And it's, yeah, it's, it, that's exactly right. It's exhausting. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? I think we're just going to kind of check in. I think mm-hmm. that, um, every time we've asked our listeners what it is they want to hear us talking about, it seems like 
this is on everyone's mind. So yeah. we've been doing kind of an every other week, um, you know, what's new in COVID land and, and how are you, um, what are you doing in your business to right. manage it right now? So, right. so why don't we do a brief, uh, like what did you settle on for recital and how is that going, Casey? What did you just Sure. So I have settled on, and you know, this certainly may change, but... <laughs> It still might change. Um, filming one group at a time, and the more I think about it, the more it looks like that'll be with masks on, and maybe I'll just have them draw a big smile on their mask. <laughs> um, and so filming one group at a time, having a buffer in between each group to clean the space and sanitize everything. Um, but it'll just be the students, the teacher, and the videographer. And then the videographer is going to stitch everything all together and make a film, you know, make the the recital movie. Um, my families get a digital download of that included in their performance fee, so I'm going to make that available to them as soon as possible. My original goal was to have a viewing party at the local drive-in theater but they still haven't gotten back to me. I've emailed them several times and still haven't, still haven't heard back. So that, that goal is slowly fading. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can rent out the park and we can do one of those blow up inflatable screens at the park and people can just set up their lawn chairs six feet apart, um, do that kind of a viewing party or at the you know, worst case scenario, we just wait until we're allowed to gather again in groups of, you know, over a hundred and, and then we have a viewing party. Maybe I rent out a movie theater or maybe we just do it small and at the studio, something like that. But that's what we're doing now. Yeah. So I feel like I got tired of fighting against all of the maybes and all of the um, the friction that, you know, parents saying, well, we're not really comfortable even with an outdoor thing. We're not even comfortable coming into the studio. So I decided to set it up in a way which was the least work for me <laughs> and left all of the control in the hands of the dancers and the parents. So basically what I said was, you get to choose track A or track B. Track A is you're performing track B is you're not performing mm. and you can work. If you decide to perform, you're not doing your recital choreography. We're not doing it as a group because my teachers are really struggling with um, rehearsing group choreography through zoom. Right. It was, it's really a struggle. And especially since a lot of the choreography had partner work and such partners. and so lifts. Yeah. What we do is um, we do our company auditions in May, it was actually supposed to be yesterday. And we had a lot of dancers working on solos and they were submitting videos of their solos also with a written something like a poem or a journal entry or mm -hmm. a piece of artwork or something that they could, I wanted them to be able to express themselves through their art yeah. during this time. And so we allowed them to add that into the audition process. So I said, for the recital, you can submit your um, audition video, but we're going to work on it. So instead of company rehearsals, we're going to do private, like 15 minute coaching with each person that wanted to do it. Oh. And, um, an instructor will look at the solo and give 
correct, you know, give feedback and hopefully make it into something a little nicer than what it was originally sent to mm -hmm. us as. A little more polished. Yeah. But, but because I gave them the option of choosing track A or track B, the ones who are going to be, you know, pouty about it, they self-selected out. Right. So they don't have to do it. So in June, it's all going to be, if, if you're not working on a recital solo, then you just do your technique classes and that's all you have to do. You don't have to come to the company rehearsals. And I figured that way I'm not getting any resistance from any parents because they made the decision on their own. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting pouty attitudes from the, the teens who are like, mm, this isn't the Polo Center. Mm, this isn't mm -hmm. the way I thought it was going to be. Then don't do it. And um, it also, and then they have to submit the video themselves. And then we'll, I do have to figure out where we're going to put it because I'm worried about Facebook not allowing the music. Right. So I have to figure out where we're going to put it. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to let them make the decision so that they would That's complain really smart. They will complain less. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So it's going to be a virtual performance then? Yep. Over July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we'll just post them wherever, and people can go and look at each other's stuff and hopefully shower each other with nice comments. Mm -hmm. That's going to be it. And I feel like the vibe around here is, can we please just get through June mm -hmm. and move on to the next phase? Yeah. If I had it to do over again, I probably would have ended my season at the end of May. Mm. because I feel like people are really tired of the Zoom classes. Yeah. However, um, I need that June tuition. Right. So I'm trying to make the best of it. So that's what we're doing. One of my concerns is once I publish the plan, you know, here's what we're doing, and then people who aren't comfortable with it saying, well, we're not going to do that. Can I get a refund? And then am I uh, – a bad person if I don't refund them their performance fee because I I still have their performance fee now part of that goes towards their costume so obviously I wouldn't refund that regardless because those are already paid for but sh if if they're not comfortable sending their kid to a venue to film their recital dance even if it's just you know the handful of people in the class plus the teacher plus the videographer if they're not comfortable with that like I can't do I hold that against them? Do I still keep their performance fee money? I don't know how to deal with that. I would say, well, first of all, I, I don't talk money with people. I refer it to Kathy, but this is what right. I told Kathy to say. Um, we're not in a position to be refunding any money at this time, but we're happy to give you a credit for fall. Yeah. And then that incentivizes them to, of course, return. Right. And I'm going to start fall registration in August. Mm-hmm. So... All right, so how, what did you decide on for summer? Um, I am, I've, I've done all the math. I can, if I just shut down completely, I'll be okay. And that's what I'm leaning towards. I have my final staff meeting of the season this Saturday, and I'm going to basically ask them straight up, like, hey, do you guys want to do this five-week session over Zoom? If I've got my team on board, then I can make it work. But if they are really struggling and don't want to start a new session with brand new students online, then I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't want to force them into something that's just too much work and not enough reward. I, so I totally agree. I'm basically going to put it in their hands. <laughs> I don't think it's sustainable long-term, especially in the summer. Yeah. 
the kids, people want to be outdoors and they want less of a rigid mm -hmm. schedule. I think we have much better chance of starting fall enrollment in August and mm -hmm. getting people, giving people a break and getting them all revved up for some, something in the studio in the fall. Yeah. Are you also shutting down for the summer? Um, well, we're running our spring session through June and mm -hmm. then um, slowly and carefully phasing in private lessons. Mm. And we're not advertising it, but there are a handful, quite a big handful of dance company families. These are my tried and trues, not my people I don't really know, who are like begging me. Like, please, can we get my kid back in the studio? A lot of the kids who are only ch only children um, don't have siblings and are really kind of struggling. Mm -hmm. um, so we are taking lots of precautions and we have guidelines and, you know, we'll take their temperature and they'll be across the room from the teacher. Um, we're not really... Um, we're not... We're, we're trying it. I feel like it's a good opportunity to test the water. Mm -hmm. having people in the building in a small number. And then um, hopefully we'll be able to um, do small groups in August and then um, September start back up again in the fall. So That's I a great idea to have private lessons in the studio as a way to kind of ease back into it and sort of test yep. the waters, so to speak. How are you logistically handling the scheduling of that with your instructors? Well, right now, the first thing we did was we asked our teachers who is up for it. Mm -hmm. And so far I have two teachers on board and so they've given us their availability. And I started by, uh, you know, there are certain parents that you, you know, you get to know your parents, you kind of know their vibe. Um, especially on Facebook, you, you know what their posts are. If their posts are, you know, stay locked down till next year so we can, you know, make sure the virus is completely gone from the earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then I'm not reaching out to them about private. Right, right. But if they're, you know, you can tell. Mm -hmm. So I'm reaching out. I've, I've got about eight students who are very, like before I even got the words out, I was like, if I were to start introducing private lessons and the dad was like, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> don't even let me finish the sentence. That's awesome. And we're kind of keeping it quiet um, just mm -hmm. because you don't want to um, alarm anyone. Um, but it'll be done very carefully. But it'll also give us the opportunity to figure out how to maneuver people within the building. Right. That's what I'm really nervous about is like starting up and having what I think are good systems in place. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, <laughs> this is yeah. not working with yeah. tons of people in there. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And then um, I'm planning on fall starting when it was supposed to start. And mm -hmm. I know, I know no other facts. Yeah. Right now. So, so what is the, um, the vibe in your County right now? Uh, I think it varies. I mean, I think some people, like you said, are very cautious and want to be, you know, want to stay locked down for a longer period of time until, you know, cases decline and, and, you know, and all of that. But I think some people are ready to go. You know, some people are like, we reopened for phase one in some parts of our state this past weekend. And there were plenty of people out and about getting their pedicures and stuff. Um, 
I'm a high risk person, like I have a compromised immune system. And so I, you know, I'm trying to be very cautious and be very thoughtful about how and when I reopen. So will you push back your opening because of your condition or will you have other people representing you in the studio and you can still open your business from afar? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't have any one go-to person in my, in my staff that could step up in that way, just based on, just on scheduling alone. You know, I've got most of my, most of my staff teach at multiple studios, so they can't be there all every night. Most of my staff, you know, some of them have full-time day jobs, so they can't be there until like 6 p.m. So there's all these different factors. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to like guilt trip them into stepping up for something that they're not ready to step up for. Yeah. So I haven't quite figured that out. Yeah. So since I've been writing these guidelines on how people should behave when they start returning to the studio for private lessons, um, I've been looking at examples from other studio owners because they've been, you know, sharing things in, in Facebook groups and such. And this is just my thought. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Casey, but I am really concerned about over-promising in my verbiage. It's also like with my handbooks and my contracts with people. I don't want to box myself in to a corner by saying, you know, we will um, steam clean the floors between every class. We will, because what if one time I don't? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I want to be a little, I, yes, I'm going to be as clean as possible. Yes, I am going to follow as many guidelines as possible. But I almost feel like it's a little risky to spell out every single thing that you're going to do to your customers because when they ask their six-year-old child, well, did Miss Casey, um, you know, spray you down with Lysol before you went into the next room? Um, and she says, no, then I don't want to be nailed to the wall with my own policies. So right. I feel like we should not be so specific that we're actually possibly going to um, get ourselves into a predicament. Right. Um, like be, be clear enough so that they feel confident that you're taking the right precautions, but don't be so specific that you're holding yourself to unachievable standards. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And of course, we're, you know, we're talking with the staff about what they're comfortable with. And, and the masks are a big thing because um, I don't think that the CDC recommends that people wear masks when exercising. Mm -hmm. um, all the people that we've talked to about um, dancing in private lessons um, have said that they do not, the kids don't want to wear the masks while they're dancing. The parents don't want to make them wear the masks while they're dancing. Um, and then I asked the teachers how they feel about wearing masks, and they are not really interested in wearing the masks either. Interesting. And um, they're fine with being across. I mean, if you've got a big studio, and the mm -hmm. teacher's on one side, and the child is on the other side, and the parents are okay, and they understand that that's the setup, then um, I think that, you know, that, that I'll be honest with those families and I'll say, this is how we're doing it. One of the concerns that my ballet teacher had was um, it's hard to 
project your voice across a room when you've got a mask on. Mm, true. And also, when you're dealing with younger kids, you know, the whole facial expression is lost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So now, granted, we're going to start with like kids eight and up. But still, there's a lot of facial expressions that we use as teachers or even just communicating with people that are lost um, in that mask. So that's a tricky, that's a tricky one. Yeah, that sure is. I was on um, uh, Julie K. Stalkup's Zoom call last Friday, and she was talking about, and if you're not familiar, if listeners aren't familiar with her, highly recommend her. She's a great resource especially for teaching younger ones. She posts videos all the time um, of great in-class ideas, and she's been a great resource throughout the whole COVID thing as well. She's, um, so she, she hosts regular Zoom calls to kind of give updates and, and all of that. Anyway, so on her call on Friday, she was talking about, um, she's, been, she's been in contact with some, I don't know if they're parents in her studio or friends of hers, but people who are doctors and have asked them, you know, what their specific recommendations are for her business. Because, you know, you can read all these different things about what gyms are doing, what, you know, what um, salons are doing, but it doesn't really apply to specifically to how a dance studio operates. Um, and some of the things that she said is that masks will be necessary and people are just going to have to get used to dancing with them. Um, that students should have their have their own dance bag, have a keychain hand sanitizer connected to the outside of their dance bag, so they don't have to rummage through the bag to get to get to it. Everything needs to be labeled with the child's first and last name. No water fountains. They need to bring their own water bottle. Bring a yoga mat to define their own dance space. Um, which is easier than like taping out your floor. And the, and the, the masks for, you know, group, small group classes, I, I can see that. Mm -hmm. um, but when it's a private lesson, I don't know. I mean, if you, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, and I think, I think it depends, you know, it depends on your community and it depends on what your families are going to be okay with. And if you, if you reopen and don't use masks and then, two of your students get sick, you're going to have to shut down and then maybe you'll reopen with masks. You know what I mean? Like you'll have to, it's, it, it's all very unknown. <laughs> it is. And our, we, we live in a very rural community. So mm -hmm. we have very few cases and we're not piled on top of each other. You know, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of congestion here. So, you know, and, and it's interesting what you said about um, Julie K. Stalkup asking um, doctors what they think is appropriate in the dance studio business, because I totally agree with getting the opinion of, of doctors and, and mm -hmm. people who are experts, but also we as dance studio owners are experts in our business. Right. And we have for, you know, 28 years or 17 years or however long we've each been in business have been experts at taking good care of our population. So I think that our own common sense is not to be completely disqualified because we don't have medical degrees. I think Certainly. that we should be listening to all of the information and then also weighing it against, um, you know, what we know as dance educators. Mm -hmm. and how our own businesses can run. So um, just a few things I think that I wanted to ask you. Um, mm -hmm. 
what would you do differently as you rebuild your studio? I don't know if you're even thinking about fall yet, but if, if we ha are sitting here as studio owners with a fresh, clean slate, and we can, you know, I'm getting ready to start thinking about fall and, you know, possibly doing things a little bit differently. What would you, what would you change now if considering this is a, a, a good time to do it? Um, I think I'll change my max for my class enrollment, but then also promote that in my advertising. We have small class sizes. That will no longer be seen as just the benefit of, oh, you get more attention from the teacher, but it'll be seen as, oh, this is less of a risk. And also sometimes when I see studios advertising small class sizes, I think, oh, maybe they're a new studio. Mm -hmm. where they just don't have a lot of students and they're trying to spin it. <laughs> so, right. so now in this new climate, it could be a legit draw. And I think that it's going to be more important now to have a front desk person from the moment you open to the moment you close, mm -hmm. um, just to make sure that parents aren't coming into the lobby, to make sure that kids get their temperature read at the door, all these things. So like having someone there... Yeah. The whole entire time. I've been, you know, oh, you can leave once the last class starts or they don't come in until halfway through the first class begins, something like that. But now it's going to be like, no, 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 <laughs> you got to be there. Yeah. Also, that's going to cause us to have to raise our prices. Yeah. Because now you need more desk staff and you're also going to need um, to run classes with smaller numbers of people smaller classes more desk staff and because classes will have to be staggered like there will have to be a blank an empty studio in between classes and you can't have all of your classes start and stop at the same time like you can't have that major 7 p.m changeover in both studios anymore because that's just too many people coming and going at once so you'll have to have this class in studio a ends at 6 45 and the next class starts at 7 and then in studio b this class ends at 7 15 and the next class starts at 7 30 which means we might not be able to hold as many classes in one day because we have to adjust our schedules so tuition is going to have to go up to to account for that yeah, and maybe in your marketing, you're saying things like, we will not be able to operate at full capacity, so the first, you know, 200 students that register will get spots, or mm -hmm. maybe that, that creates a sense of urgency in registration. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, no, yeah we're not operating at 100% capacity, so sign up now. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Um, this is something that I've been really struggling with. We're starting to think about placement for the fall. Do, how much grace do you show your students when it comes to placement? Because I kind of had a wish list of all the placement for the next year based on the kids working hard throughout the summer. Well, some kids have been showing up to all the Zoom classes and doing all the Google Classroom stuff and really working on their own, and some haven't. Yeah. So do they still... Are those two girls still in the same class in the fall? Do you show grace to the one that was having her own, you know, mental situation that preve prevented her from attending the classes? Or do you place them where they really are because it's more safe? Mm -hmm. That, you know, you can't be doing the work that she's doing because you didn't, you haven't been dancing for six months. Right. I, I mean, I think, you know, just like everything, safety has to be the top priority. And, and my 
stance is that everyone in the fall will be in the same level that they're in right now and we will reassess in December hmm. because you know you just can't you just can't assess where how much they've progressed over zoom right it's yeah. not realistic and without the t you, there's only so much correcting that you can do over the internet without being there in person to see you know exactly how their hip rotation looks or whether their ankle is fully stretched you know all these different because dance is so much about the small details and you can't really see that over zoom yeah so that's what I, my, my take is going to be we are everyone will be in the same level they're in now except for my recreational program my recreational program is based on age that's just what that is but my accelerated program everyone's staying in their current level will reassess in december that doesn't mean that you'll automatically get moved up in december it means we will reassess <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that sounds good that sounds good do you uh anticipate having your preschoolers come back right away and i don't know that's a good question i think i might keep them via zoom for several for maybe a couple months at least until the older kids get a hang of the new procedures and know how to handle themselves and what's going on and, and until the teachers get a handle on everything um yeah because with the younger ones they come with a parent but i think that the parents will have to expect they that they won't be allowed in the lobby mm -hmm. and i think i'm what i might try to do is find a way to live stream the classes because they usually sit and watch from our tv monitors in the lobby mm -hmm. so they're going to miss that you know, being able to watch their kids' class. So maybe I'll figure out, I'll have to figure out how to do that. We'll so have that to go to the drive-in movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just sit in their car on their phone and pull up the AIM website and, and the link to, to view their live class, whatever. But, um, but yeah, then that's another added expense because Lord knows that won't be free. Yeah, and here's more things like, you know, people are sending me emails about order the plexiglass for your front desk and right order the the HEPA filters and the, the and and if you don't already making sure that in your bathroom the paper towel dispenser and the soap dispenser is automatic it's touch free oh i don't have that i don't either but i'm going to just another thing to spend money on yay <laughs> so yeah just so, yeah. thought that the words starting to open up were a good thing. Now we have a whole host of other things. Right, right. So. It's not going to be easy. But it's going to be so worth it. Is it? I think so. I mean, think about how excited these kids are going to be to get back into Oh, this it'll be worth it to have them all back, yeah. Yes, to have them all back, to have that excitement in the studio again, to have yeah to have kids who truly want to be there because they know what it's like to not be there yeah i think i think attitudes will surely change there will be a lot of that if there's any kids who were like kind of not feeling it mm -hmm. they're either getting a real kick in the pants or they're or they've decided that they don't want to come back you know so this kind of gives them a real shove in either direction. Either they miss it and they're going to be back with an adjusted attitude or they're not going to come back and that's right. the right decision for them. Right. It will definitely shake out a lot of dead wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
make room for the ones that really want to be there. Right. Which again is another reason why we're going to have to increase our prices, which is never easy. I know it's like people think that like, oh my God, dance studio owners, you must make so much money. Get the hell out of here. A, we don't. And B, we hate increasing prices. No one is like, yes, let me increase my tuition rates every month. Like no one, there's not a single dance studio owner in the world who like is excited about that. Right. Everyone is like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> no. We're not looking forward to charging you more, I promise. No, no. But I do miss, I miss people. I miss, I miss people too, yeah. It's yeah, hard to keep them from hugging each other when they come. I out. know, that's going to that's gonna be the hardest thing is not hugging. Mm-hmm. No hugs, no high fives. Oh God, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Have you watched um, Schitt's Creek at all? Yes, all of it. Good. I, I, it's, it's the first season, I'm sure, when Alexis is like, I just miss my life. I miss, hang, I miss being around loose acquaintances who think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Oh, my God. I'm like, yes, I feel that. Like, ugh, big time. All right. Well, we will wrap it up there with our happy moment from the week. So Robin, what's been your happy moment from the past week or two? Oh, I decided to buy, I, last week I thought I needed some retail therapy, you Mm -hmm. know, just to pick me up a little bit. So I went through my budget and I added up Mother's Day, Father's Day, my husband's birthday, our restaurant budget, our vacation budget, all that <laughs> extra fun money. Yeah, that you're not spending right now. Yep, and I scraped up $1,000, and we went and bought new uh, deck furniture. We just redid our deck. Nice. That sounds lovely. Yeah, so it was a little bit of a splurge, but I figure we're going to spend a lot of time on our deck this summer. and we sure will. be comfortable and attractive and a place that – my family will want to gather. So absolutely. That's great. Good for you. How about you, Casey? Um, I had a lovely Zoom call with an old friend from college that I haven't talked to in a really long time. And um, she just texted me randomly with, hey, remember that one time we did this thing and it was so funny and great time? I was like, yeah, how are you? Let's, let's talk. And we just hung out on Zoom for like two hours and caught up and shot the shit. And it was just really, it was just really lovely. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, we will end it there. Thank you all for listening. Hey, 20 episodes. That's, that's awesome. Good for us. Yeah. And we're trying not to talk about COVID every week. We'll have, (laughs) it's like every other week, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about it. It's what everyone is thinking about, but mm-hmm. we're trying to update every week and maybe talk about different different things about it. So, But if you have ideas for the podcast or if you would like to be interviewed on the podcast, we would love to have you. You yeah. can email us at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com or you can just find us in the Facebook group DSO Connect Community. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, and share with your friends in the dance community because we want to reach as many people as possible so we can help as many people as possible. All right. Well, thank you, Robin. Have an awesome week. You too, Casey. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.
Before we go, I just want to remind you that Wind Down Wednesday is this Wednesday, the 20th of May at 10 p.m. Eastern. Grab a drink, grab your sanity or not, and hang out with your fellow studio owners and just have a nice time talking about whatever's on your mind. Also want to remind you that our virtual retreat will be this July. We are still working on finalizing all of the details, but as soon as we've got everything ready for you, you can find it on our website, dancestudioownerconnect.com. We can't wait to see you. Thanks. Thanks.